BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Some of you texters are funny. Someone should tell the Brits that the owner of a lonely heart is much better than the owner of a broken heart. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um... And a couple of things for you coming up. Are you familiar with the slow television movement? No. I just learned about this over the weekend. Mm. Pretty darned interesting. And what is the conspiracy theory around Trump called QAnon? Have we talked about that before? Q-A-N-O-N? Have we talked about that? That's what... Oh, Oh, I might be involved. That's what Roseanne Barr was referring to with her tweet last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about that. Okay, so stay tuned. Also, uh, the president just gave a brief address before a cabinet meeting in which he addressed, uh, well, the fact that the administration will be responding with allies within 24 to 48 hours over the alleged Syrian uh, gas attack. And also, he was previewing the meeting with North Korea, saying how exciting that would be for the world, and it certainly will be. And he also addressed the uh, trade relationship with China and NAFTA and the rest of it and what he's trying to accomplish trade-wise. And to discuss that, we're joined by John Cochran. He writes the Grumpy Economist blog. He is a Rosemary and Jack Anderson Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution. Uh, John, how are you, sir? Uh, Great, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Where's that that name come from, Grumpy Economist? Why do you call yourself that? (laughs) 
Well, my kids noticed me slamming down my coffee cup once too often at the breakfast table when I read some outrageous op-ed. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's plenty of analysis of economics and business and the rest of it that's, uh, that can make a guy slam his coffee cup. I mean, even if you're dealing with people of, of reasonable intellect and good conscience, they're just people who see the world wildly differently than others. Uh, that's right. Although uh, a lot of it tends to these days be partisan. Whatever my team is for, I'm for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons we're glad to have you on is, you know, uh, we like to cut of your jib in that way. And we're kind of we don't yell for our team. We have certain principles around here that we like. But uh, let's talk about uh, Trump in the coming trade war. First of all, how do you like that as a headline? <laughs> uh, it's a good, if sad one. <laughs> do you think we are uh, heading toward uh, some sort of trade war or, uh, you know, uh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I hope not. Uh, because pretty much everybody understands that an all-out trade war is uh, a terrible idea. Um, so I, I hope this is a, uh, a bluff that uh, does lead to uh, a freer trade, as the president said he wanted. Well, I, you know, I think it, it's probably a, a bluff in that, well, he's willing to carry it through if China isn't willing to sit down and talk about a little more reciprocity in trade, which, you know, I personally think is, is needed. Um, possibly, uh, but you got to realize we've made enormous progress with China over the last 10 years doing it quietly. And uh, the Chinese don't like being forced to back down in public. Uh, so number one uh, hint of good negotiation is, is leave your, uh, understand your opponent and leave him a graceful way out. Um, so I'd like, I, but hopefully they're doing that behind the scenes too. Right. Now I saw Lindsey Graham on uh, one of the TV shows yesterday and he said, um, we got to do something. There's no other option. If we if we stick it through, we'll be all right because China needs us more than we need them. Do you agree with that or not? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> we all need each other, and we need a prosperous, healthy China uh, heading a little bit more back on the road to democracy. The idea of we make America stronger by making China weaker is is a terrible one as far as you know long term global prosperity, peace, and the rest of it. <clears throat> John Cochran writes the Grumpy Economist blog. He's a senior fellow at Hoover Institution. So how would you describe yourself in terms of level of concern? I mean, the cable news is hair on fire all the time, everything that happens. Are you, are you just kind of curious, observing this? How do you feel about the whole process? Uh, I think the pro- from the outside, the process seems uh, pretty chaotic. And I wish the president were sticking to big problems of the day, uh, deregulation. If we could get deregulation and, and, a, and a second round of tax reform in, that would send the economy booming and we could just ignore china well i like the sound of that yeah hey, amen hey backing up a little if there are tariffs in effect how how am i as just an average consumer going to notice that or will i oh well you're going to notice right away you're paying more for your washing machines because they just put that one in and you're paying more for your solar panels they put that one in too so you you will notice that you uh pay more for the uh, great cheap stuff we've been getting from china all these years which is been very helpful for the, the middle class, as it's called. Uh, rich people don't really notice, but if you shop at Walmart, <laughs> you got a lot of cheap stuff. So that's, I think, uh, where it would hurt. And, uh, you know, your, your iPhone wouldn't be as nice and cheap. Uh, so this is a tax. And it's kind of funny. Republicans don't like the word tax, but we just, we're just putting big taxes on imports. You'll pay taxes. Well, one of Lindsey Graham's arguments were, was that the, the, the people of China are going to notice prices going up on their end, too. And even though you don't have to worry about you know, being voted out, especially now, um, uh, he won't he won't like an unhappy uh, a populace out there. What do you think? 
Well, uh, China, like us, uh, our, the government is responding a lot more to the interests of its producers, its big state-owned industries. You know, they got their problems. They got all these huge uh, steel mills they want to keep going. Uh, and unlike our steel mills, theirs actually use people, not just machines to produce steel. Uh, so, it's uh, you know, China, like North Korea, can suffer an unhappy population for a long time. You know, speaking of happiness of populations and global trade and that sort of thing, one thing we've talked about a fair amount, John, has been the pace of change in the modern world sees industries uh, appearing and disappearing in a hurry, and there's enormous dislocation of, of workers um, just at a, a quicker pace than there was 100 years ago. You know, we tend to be small government libertarian-type folks around here, but do you see a growing need, at least politically, for some sort of I don't know, retraining or, or more robust uh, unemployment? or Do you think about that sort of thing much? Well, usually as, as free market libertarian types, we first look for how is the government getting in the way. Yeah. We've got hundreds of retraining uh, program, uh, problem, programs going on. And imagine what you, if somebody applies to be a work at your radio station, he says, oh, I just got retrained by the federal government. Uh, does that <laughs> make him a great employee? Well, let's start by getting out of the way. Our, our schools, especially inner city schools serving minorities, are a disaster, held hostage to the teachers' union. Why they don't get the skills they need to adapt is pretty clear. Uh, so I would start with let's get out of the way, but you're exactly right. Uh, people need to get uh, the training and education they need, and, and all this turn is great because that's how growth happens. Well, listen, uh, we're going to have a link so that folks can find your blog really uh, easily. Uh, Enjoyed the chat very much, and as these things uh, uh, come up, I hope we can stay in touch. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right, John Cochran uh, writes the Grumpy Economist blog, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, that uh, has us uh, on a regular basis to share our ideas with them. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I, I t- they paid us to be at, at Stanford. I'm practically a professor at Stanford. And so I've got the check, and I took a picture of it because I want to have that for the rest of my life. The Stanford paid me to be there to hear what I had to say, which is, I don't know how that accidentally happened. Um, <laughs> I wonder what uh, it says uh, next to that payment in their, <laughs> their ledger book. The charitable donation. Exactly. <laughs> Representing the dullard quotient. Do not repeat. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting, our guest's rebuttal to Lindsey Graham, and I kind of wondered that, too. When Lindsey Graham was saying yesterday that, look, uh, the Chinese are going to be paying more for their products, and there's going to be a lot of people out there, and Xi's not going to, you know, he's not going to be able to deal with it. And I thought, why why can't he just ignore a, an unhappy populace for a while? As our guest said, North Korea's been dealing with an unhappy population for decades. Mm-hmm. You, you can hang on for quite a while. So all he's got to do is outlast us in a trade war, and we'll have an election. And there'll be all new people in, and then that'll be the end of it. Right. Whereas he can hang on as long as he's got to hang on. Plus, whether it's Pooter or uh, Xi, the... Um, that's what Xi said. We're that's still trying what Xi said. We're trying to work that in. Yeah, you got to say Xi, otherwise people don't get the joke. This trade war is too long. That's, that's what, what Xi said. said. Yeah. <laughs> Working on it. Well, we'll have that ready soon. Uh, but anyway, you're... <laughs> <laughs> your dictating class, whether it be Putin or uh, or she or or you know whoever, they're really good at posing any like uh, conflict or trade war as outside aggression. Number one, they control the press, so they can they can say, look, the the greed heads, the capitalist greed heads of the United States have decided to exploit the poor Chinese workers. They're so greedy, those greedy greed heads. And and so the Chinese populace will see it as a you know outside attack. Putin's the master of that. So I had two things. What was Roseanne Barr tweeting about last week? 
That's the whole Quanon reality Darn. around Trump, if you haven't followed that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically a conspiracy theory that says Trump is a genius and is playing three-dimensional chess. All chess is three-dimensional. What, uh, God, I had it. What was the other one I had? I had another tease that was really good. Does anybody remember? Nobody listens to me. Not really. I said it out loud, but nobody remembers. Nobody listens to me. That uh, was good. If it's, uh, that's, uh, Jeez, whether I'm at home or at work, I say things. It's just as if I'm not even talking. Well, you say a lot of things. That's, uh, that's the thing. There's a book out. A woman <laughs> who cheated with a lot of married men. Oh, had a lot yeah. of affairs with married men. Yeah. And what she says she learned about marriages and fidelity, I thought was pretty interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If we broke on time, we'd have enough time for them. Uh, I'm not against it. How about we shoot for after Marshall's News that next break? We're not going to have time for cow Fitbits coming to the dairy farm. But some farmers aren't impressed. I could, I could actually, uh, it sounds funny, but I actually could see how that could be something. Sure. You keep track of how much exercise they're getting or heart rates or something. I got my 10,000 steps. Farmers don't need Fitbits to know how well their cow... They they trust their arthritic knee to know when the rain is coming. (laughs) Right. And they know that that's when they need to... I'm not a farmer. I don't know how they do their magic, but they've done it for a long time without Fitbits. When I worked in the feedlots, it was like the last year I worked there, um, we went from running the cattle everywhere to walking them everywhere because somebody figured out correctly that running them everywhere was... Exercise. You don't, re- them. you don't really want to exercise something you're trying to put weight on. Mm. It's the opposite of what you want to do. Let's amble, everybody. Take your time. We're going to the barn, but there's no hurry. So after centuries <laughs> of cattle drives being running cattle everywhere, like yeah. I was doing it, uh, we'd just run everything everywhere as fast as we could go. They started walking everything everywhere. Fabulous. Yeah, it's interesting. Which might fit into the slow TV movement. That's what I was going to talk about that nobody remembered. The slow TV movement, which I came across this weekend. I don't think I'd heard this phrase. I was reading the New York Times book review, and every because week... you're better than us. ...they interview an author and ask him all kinds of questions, and this particular author mentioned that he was really into the slow television movement. The particularly, he said, I've become addicted to the locomat- locomotive cab ride videos that are part of the slow television movement. Oh, I've heard about this. They're great for viewing without having to think. Like when I'm on an exercise bike, I especially recommend the six-hour train ride from Angst to Nuvarsbrisk, in which nothing happens. And so I did a little uh, research on this, and yeah, there's there's gazillions of videos out there, like this one that's six hours long. It's the perspective the train driver gets, Mm -hmm. and you just see train track and hills and trees and snow and grass and whatever's on that particular train ride, Mm -hmm. with nothing happening the entire time. Knitting is also possible, uh, popular, just videos of women knitting. Just ambient visuals. Yeah, exactly. The women knitting, no. They're not naked, are they? No. Oh. Hmm. No. I mean, because some sort of train ride through Europe sounds fantastic to me. I love that. Stunning some wintry. Old broad and knitting? Not so much. She doesn't have to be old, and even if she were, why is that a deficit? Is she, like, partially nude? Ageism. <laughs> we're all partially nude, Joe. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Yes. 
But anyway, <laughs> it's obviously a counterbalance to the checking your phone 75,000 times a day for another text. Yeah. Is the watching. Um, last Sunday, uh, there's a TV channel that aired a 17 hour version of uh, a documentary of a journey aboard a passenger train from somewhere to somewhere in Australia. 17 hour train ride. No dialogue, no action. From Fresno to Bakersfield. No, no dialogue, no action, no plots, no characters. Finally. Pretty, pretty much nothing except a relaxing view. Wow. Uh, what do you call those, the uh, the train videos? I'm it's sure just if part I search on YouTube. Just a niche of, the, niche of the slow TV movement. Well, yeah, but I want to search. I, want, I, I picture myself reclining on my couch this afternoon watching uh, you know some train roll through Europe. Hmm. Sounds fantastic. Of course, I'm a scenery guy. I love scenery. Kids don't like scenery. You can't get kids to engage in scenery. See, it's funny. I was thinking about this just last night. I'm going to take a trip with Sam this summer, and I'm wanting to drive a long way. And I know he's going to hate it, mm. but I want to do it anyway. And Because I, I look back on those trips when I was a, a what kid. What did he do to you? <laughs> I look back on those trips when I was a kid, and, I, and they're great memories. Yeah. Even though at the time I dreaded them. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The the pleasures that came from those trips stick with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And I want to yeah. do it and and some of it is like the slow TV movement. It's just slowing down. Mm-hmm. It's just slowing everything down. We're not bringing any video games when we do this either. Oh. We'll listen to the radio or whatever. But <laughs> and I know for the way, you know, his brain has been wired growing up with a different uh, a more fast-paced lifestyle than I did. It's going to be especially painful, but I just slow things way down, and we have conversations in long periods of silence. Then a conversation starts. That's the way we're designed to interact, and you know nobody does anymore. You know, Jack, partner, strikes me that your son's a little like them running cows. Probably not so good for him. You're Joe Getty. <laughs> when you said that, no, you... I'm kind of uh, the guy from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> What's his name? What is his name? Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I dig your uh, cowboy thing. What too. are you, some sort of park ranger? <laughs> <laughs> when you said you you can't get kids to engage in scenery, I just had a flashback of all these memories of various trips going on, and the adults all trying to, hey, look at, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's trees. Okay, I get it. Let me let me go back and let me try to find a squirrel or like some sort of right. activity or or a varmint or a creature to look at. No, you don't understand. This is the one of the, one of the most gorgeous alpine forests in the world. Yeah, yeah. Look, mountain ranges. look at the granite. Look at it. Uh, <laughs> when are we gonna get there? It's and, part of being a kid. It's got to be. It's got to be something adaptive. There's got to be something natural about that because it's universal. But when I look back on it, those are the things that I remember fondly of the. Yes, I'm the, happy to hear that because I'm going to make my kid do this. He's going to hate it at the time with the idea in my mind that someday he'll look yeah. back on it and, and think, man, that time we drove nine hours to Salt Lake City was awesome. Mm. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, well, that, that'd be a great choice. Or he'll be, because uh, I got a friend there, or, or he'll be on a therapist's couch and talking about how his. His evil parents would do things like this to him. His it was Luddite the, dad forbid electronics on family exactly. vacations. It was then that I lost the will to live on that drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he couldn't play video games, he wouldn't let me play video games. Right. And uh, right. it was sad. He wasn't any good at him. Like, well, if you played him, Dad, you might get good at him. I don't want to. <laughs> so I got to pay this off. What's the Quanon theory? This is a... Perhaps what Roseanne Barr tweeted about last week and then deleted. Sounds like the latest crappy reboot of Star Trek with Chris Pine. It's a, you're no Jim Shatner. It's an ever. Bill Shatner. It's you're an, not Jim Shatner. 
It's an ever-mutating narrative, conspiracy narrative. It has yes. changed various times online or wherever people are talking about about the Trump presidency. As more evidence has come in. And it's spelled Q-A-N-O-N. I don't know how you pronounce that, so I'm saying Quanon. Um, Trump only pretended to collude with Russia in order to create a pretext for the hiring of Robert Mueller, the special counsel, who was actually working with Trump to take down an inconceivably evil and powerful network of coup plotters and child sex traffickers that includes Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and George Soros. Oh, boy. And that is a very popular theory out there on the Internet that perhaps Roseanne Barr was referring to. I'm going back to my long-term train video. When she tweeted last week. Coup plotters are actually getting back together. I know they had a horrific breakup. <laughs> they're trying to make yeah. amends. They're doing a reunion. Th- I'm, I think it'll be good. But they're not going to be the opener for Monkey Wiz. <laughs> I finally um, figured out Monkey Wiz is uh, a spin-off band from Arctic Monkeys. With a turntable and a rapper. So, like, the guitar player and the drummer left Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Uh Yeah. It's going to have that kind of gritty indie rock, but hip-hop. So, last week when Roseanne Barr tweeted something about Trump has saved, did she say millions or thousands or whatever of... Some very large number. Of children. She was probably talking about these child sex traffickers that... Boy, Trump working with Mueller to try to bring them down somehow? It's complex. Not sure I buy that. You people make me sad. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, President Trump condemning the suspected weapons, uh, chemical weapons attack in Syria. He talks about uh, the upcoming discussions with North Korea and trade battles with China. We got more shame for Facebook. And pollsters ask, how many times do you wear your underwear before washing them? The what? numbers will shock Does you. Does anybody say more than once? Uh, stop. Jeez. <laughs> it's like Monday through Thursday. Does that count as one? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So apparently, um, uh, you know, you, like your country, Marshall, Finland, places like that's where the yep. slow TV is really big. I'd heard that. I heard you talk about it. Yeah, in Finland, uh, I had, uh, in fact, I had a friend of mine send me a link to one of those slow train videos. Is it big in any countries that people care about? Hey, <laughs> Finland, the happiest nation in the world, my friend. Because they're watching slow point. TV. Yes. Finland, Finland, Finland. Yes. Slowing down and simplifying. Does Everybody knows that's a good idea. Yep. I mean, it's practically universally held wisdom, and yet we reject it. Why? Why? Um, stacking logs, cutting them, and making a fire is a common slow TV video also, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh. You um, know, I got, a, I got a bunch of wood I, I've got to split, but I'm afraid I'll take off a foot. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm just not. I like splitting wood. Do you? You yeah. want to split mine? I used mine? to do, have to do that a lot because yeah. I lived for a year in a place that had no uh, central heating. Wow. I want to go to the uh, the Lowe's and buy one for $1,000. A wood splitter thingy. Mm. That'd be fun. Uh, Put it we, next to my snowblower I used once. <laughs> are we are we talking to a beggar coming up? Did he agree to come on? Beggar, yes or no? Yes. Okay, who's got an interesting explanation for why he begs. So stay tuned for that. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is condemning the suspected chemical weapons attacks in Syria. He opened up a cabinet meeting at the White House today with these remarks. I'd like to begin by condemning the heinous attack on innocent Syrians with banned chemical weapons. It was an atrocious attack 
It was horrible. You don't see things like that as bad as the news is around the world. You just don't see those images. We are studying that situation extremely closely. We are meeting with our military and everybody else. And we'll be making some major decisions over the next 24 to 48 hours. The president also going on to confirm that the U.S. and North Korea are indeed planning historic talks that will come down in May or early June with Kim Jong-un. I think there'll be great respect paid by both parties and hopefully uh, we'll be able to make a deal on the denuking of North Korea. They've said so. We've said so. Hopefully it'll be a relationship that's much different than it's been for many, many years. And the president again defending planned tariffs against China. Trump saying America's trade relationship with China is very lopsided. He uh, said that he hopes to do a deal with China and avoid any kind of trade war. And I don't blame China. I blame the people running our country. I blame presidents. I blame representatives. I blame negotiators. We should have been able to do what they did. We didn't do it. They did. I thought that was interesting. That is the... um... That is the view of most really good uh, businessmen negotiators. Um, What's just, that? The other side is just doing what they can get away with. Sure, and you need to counter them. Right. It's yeah. not they didn't do anything wrong. They're taking. They're 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 doing what they can. Right. Yeah. For their side. Well, the the only thing I want to quibble with on what Trump said was that we could have done it. What, we could have claimed to have been an emerging economy that needs protection so we can get up and running and become a global market for you? No, we couldn't. It was There was an asymmetry that China had a very, very different situation than we did in the 20th century. Um, but now, now it's time to take another look at it. But, you know, we want deals. I'm agreeing with is, him, even as I disagree. I think his point is we could have, we could have you know, worked the angles also on this whole deal like we are now right. earlier but we didn't yeah I other presidents so. have said you got to stop and we didn't do anything yeah yeah that's true that much is true i just think i think the people in the past were right let china protect itself and grow into an actual modern economy even as recently as obama and bush no probably not well bush maybe because china's had enormous growth in the last 20 years but you know, back in the day, 10% they were a year for 30 years. Hundreds. Nah, I don't buy you. That's numbers. what they claim. Nah, you claim a lot of stuff. They're communists. But um, it wasn't too long ago that, as you characterized it so charmingly, it was, you know, hundreds of millions of people squatting in huts, producing <laughs> like a dollar fifty in economic activity every year per. Um, so, yeah. The, but now, now is a different time, Marshall. Indeed it is. All right. Apple's co-founder Steve Wozniak is shutting down his Facebook account as the social I saw that. as the social media giant struggles to cope with the worst privacy crisis in its history. In an email, the USA they didn't care. It just wasn't on their radar to protect your information. They did not care. In an email sent off to the USA Today, Wozniak says Facebook makes a lot of advertising money from personal details provided by users. He says the profits are all based on the user's info, but the users get none of the profits back. Wozniak said, you know, he'd rather pay for Facebook than give up the data. I want to watch Zuckerberg tomorrow. He's going to get one of those all-day grillings. Republicans and Democrats are really looking for an opportunity to uh, to make sport of the, the young man. And he's going to think that he can sit there and say, um, we didn't do enough, and we're going to do more in the future. And, you know, that'll kind of be the end of it. 
They're just going to make him lay on his back and, and show his belly. <laughs> I, I think it could be an awful kicking. I think if you have an ounce of compassion, you're going to have to turn away. Because there, every man, woman, and, 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 and question mark amongst them is just going to be wailing on Well, him. and at some point, he might just say, hey, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't done it. I'm really, what do you, how, yeah, Yes, please how lose I, your temper. How do I stop this beating? Please lose Another kick in the gut. What, what do you want me to, I'll take out an eye. Would that be enough? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Take them both out. <laughs> That's what I'd yell. Oh, and lastly. Uh, Senator Getty, if you could refrain from yelling at the witness. Sorry, I got kind of swept up. <laughs> and lastly, a new survey asked people, how many times do you wear a pair of underwear before you wash them? Is there actually an answer other yeah, than once? Did yes. they pull the third world? What yes. are you talking about, Marshall? I put on my underwear. That's right. And then you wash it. Well, you uh, probably think uh, that uh, people would say, I oh, just once, as uh, you guys were referring. But apparently, 31% of men and 10% of women wear their underwear two times or more before oh, they wash them. One out of three dudes? Yes. Flip it inside out, you're fine. Yes. That's right. God, that's disgusting. Did this is poll in some s-hole country? No, this is America. Even at my laziest poorest point in my life, I wore fresh underwear every day. I wear none before I wore soiled. Well, we, Lord. we did get this text, I don't wear underwear, but I'll wear the same pair of pants three or four days. Is oh. that acceptable? Wow. No! No, because your pants are your underwear, you naked Philistine, you. And the 3%, including positive Sean, say they turn their underwear inside out before they oh, wear them God. the second time. Man, stop yeah, talking two, about this. Two wears on you each know, side, you're practically done with the week. Listen, God, if you hang around me, I'll pay for your new underwear. I'll buy you new underwear. I just don't want you that close to me in a soiled drawer. This is not the sort of highbrow conversation I was hoping for when I got up this morning. There you go. That is a wrap. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. One out of three dudes? Yes. Like, what if I... Friggin' like, gross. Uh, what if I go swimming while I'm wearing... That's like washing it, right? I jump in a river, and then that's Don't essentially... River. Right? Like, that's that's yeah. good, right? Right. On the old swimming hole. All righty. Uh, so we're going to talk to a guy who uh, begs and, and heard our conversation about homeless people, people and beggars and why he begs. And how it works out. Great. How people treat him. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Doobie Brothers taking it to the street. That is nice, Michael. So my first question, I suppose, for our guest would be, um, why did you call us? Well, you heard us talking about the homeless and the beggars and whatnot. Yeah, ladies and gents, it's Al the beggar. Hello, Al. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Super. Al Anonymous here. Uh, beautiful, fabulous. Happy yep, to do that uh, for you. That's actually uh, my father's maiden name. So I <laughs> there you go. I don't want to uh, give too much away. You got a sense of humor. I appreciate that. So why'd you call us? Uh, you guys were talking about uh, beggars and uh, sign shakers, and I just wanted to tell you my story. You know, because uh, not everyone that's out there is just, you know, begging for money. Why? What are you doing it for? Uh, personal therapy. It's cheaper than a psychiatrist. Wow, what do you get out of it? 
Very little, except <laughs> uh, the enjoyment. So, are, well, okay, okay. I, I got to understand what you are, or who you are. So do you have a job like you don't need the money? No, I'm a middle-class American. I just, uh, once in a while, it's kind of nice to get out and uh, make other people think about it. And try to be you so know? pathetic people will give you money? I mean, that's that's what you do? Very little. Very, very little. Very rarely. But uh, sometimes it happens. So what what's your act? What do you do if people stop and roll down their window? Uh, I just talk to them. Well, for instance, like- okay, I've, I've just pulled up to you. I've rolled down my window. What do you say to me? Well, first off, would you like to know what my sign says? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I got it uh, uh, professionally printed up and, and laminated, and uh, it's folded up in, in my map pouch so I can pull over anytime I want and go stand on the corner. I have printing on both sides. So one side says uh, free advice, just $1. <laughs> I like and it. And on the other side, it says uh, all donations, 50% off. <laughs> it's a good one. Beautiful. So if I pull up and say, here, here's a dollar, give me some advice, what are you going to say? Uh, for you, I would probably tell you to grow a, a 1970s porn mustache. So, That's so some you, sound advice. So you tailored the advice to the particular <laughs> person? Is that the way it generally works? Yeah. Or what? Okay. Yeah. So, seriously, what do you feel like you're getting out of it? Do you just enjoy the human contact? Yeah, and it gives me a chance to yell at people. <laughs> you, right. can't, you can't really do that in the house anymore, or at work. So, it's nice to, you know, be able to yell at strangers. For, for the instance. Guy comes up and yeah, go ahead. He'll, sorry. Come up, he'll come up and tell me, uh, your sign is a uh, counterdiction in terms. I'll say, welcome to the real world. So is life. Move on. <laughs> what's the, what's the, like the most money you've ever made in one outing? Uh, maybe five bucks. Okay, so it's not. It's definitely not for the money. Uh, can oh, you can no. you tell us what you do for a living? I uh, would rather not. Okay, you don't you have to. You know what I, I I will tell you this. When I grow up, I want to be just like you guys. Oh, <laughs> well, good luck. Everybody has a dream. So I want to hear more about I'm yelling at people. Working on that. What? I'm working on that, you know. Well, what uh, else do you yell at people? Uh, it depends on the individual. Yeah, it depends you know? what they got coming. <laughs> yeah, if it uh, if it's negative, I give it to them. If uh, if I feel a positive vibe, I'll uh, I'll give a compliment. You ever have any unpleasant uh, interactions with people? No. You ever have no. any interactions with other beggars, like you're on their corner or the the, the next no. person on the shift or anything? No, I don't. I don't cut anybody off. And when I see someone on the corner, not always, but uh, a lot of times, if the weather's right and everything, and I got change sitting uh, on the council, I'll give it to them. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Are you? Uh, are you a drinking man? Do you do drugs or or what? Absolutely not. I'm. Okay. Uh, I'm. Close to ten years sober. Good well, congratulations. Yeah, that's great. So it's just you get something out of it. Well, you know what? Stay out of traffic. Watch your feet so they don't get run over. And we wish you, uh, <laughs> you know, a long life and health. Yeah, you know, like I said, I want to be just like you guys—a professional smartass. Yeah, it, it sounds like you might have it in you, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hang with that. How old a fella are you? Oh, that would that'd be top secret. 
in my early 60s. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Hang on to that dream, my friend. Good luck. There he goes. Al the beggar. Okay. Can't be a chooser. Begging cosplay. Interesting. <laughs> I remember when I, I went out and panhandled for the show years right, and years yeah, ago, that's true. but I didn't have any clothes that were that deep down, grimy, oh. dirty to make me look like a beggar. I look like a, a suburban dad who'd been gardening for a half yeah, hour. They're not changing their underwear every day. Oh, boy. Hmm. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Club mix. <laughs> We got we got texts from people who liked that and texts from people who said, and this kids is why we no longer take calls. So there you go. Here's your host, Joe Getty. So thank you so much for your feedback, everybody. You can email us, remember, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, my new uh, gaming computer is all set up, ready to go. I'm going to be doing some more streaming coming up later on. But A&G audience, if uh, any of you out there play Fortnite, tweet at me, at Positive Sean. Let me know your gamer tags. We can play some games. Looking for some squads to team up with. Maybe Marshall will play with you. Marshall Phillips? Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a real high-tech guy myself. I am going out. I'm getting my new Galaxy 9 Note tricked out today. Oh, really? I want to see that. tomorrow. I got people telling me that's the phone I got to get. Yeah. Get oh. off the iPhone. Go to the Galaxy Note hmm. 9. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, I won't give money to street beggars, but I will give uh, money to street musicians. I love smooth jazz, and I'm a sucker for a good kazoo. <laughs> I do always give money to street musicians. Me almost too. always. Sometimes they're super sucky. Busking is not begging. Yeah, yeah you know, I agree. Yeah, you're providing something. Sometimes the super sucky ones I will give money to, because I'm thinking you're going to starve. <laughs> uh, Jack, your final thought? Uh, that was a funny bum, as many of you have said. Funny bum. That's a... Uh... He, the guy's an a-hole. Okay, they didn't like him. Uh, my BS meter is going off. Some of you didn't believe him. Reviews are mixed. Waiting for him to say Bagabooey. Bababooey. <clears throat> uh, more he's bogus. I don't know. I th- I believed him. I thought he was legit. Yeah, I think so, too. He right. seems a little little crazy. <laughs> my final thought is uh, got a little, uh, little uh, paperwork back from the accountant. Uh, uh, it's tax time. And uh, my final thought is a question. Where's my fighter jet at? Because I bought one, evidently, and I want to ride in the damn thing. You and Cardi B. Me and Cardi B. Where's my tax money at, biatches? What you spending it on, huh? I want to know what you're doing with my tax money. Right. That's a good question. Joey G over here. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, would you please? you find our contact infos there. You can... Tweet at us or text us, email us, uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. I think that guy was legit. A lot of the texters don't. Legit part-time beggar? Yeah. We'll see tomorrow. Maybe we'll be attacking Syria by then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. My word. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.